Hey, man, it's good to see you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's good to see me, too. <sighs> I'm back. We're here. It's appropriate. Stone Cold Sham Austin. It's appropriate that you would That's come the that you would come back and of course you would have your music queued up at the wrong point. You know why it was at the wrong point? Because I was doing some prep before the show. I was listening to the you know, <laughs> making sure the audio levels were fine. And don't say I don't do prep for the show. All the listeners are joyed that we're back and they just started laughing because they know you're absolutely foolish right there. Oh are you ready to start? Are you ready? I'm I'm here waiting for you to <laughs> to start some some show. You know. Uh, we are back. It is the two gods and a goose show. See, now you're on mute. You don't even know what you're doing anymore. I'm not on mute. People can hear me very, very clearly. Oh, you know why? Why? No, you weren't on mute. I, I, I turned the volume off on my Mac. That's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. I understand. I mean, you're. Yeah. It's good to see yeah. a, a year plus we've been gone, and you're still absolutely horrible at this. Yeah. We are back. Good contribution, Sham, as usual. Um, it is season five. It's a little awkward. I got to be honest. We always have. Um, I don't know who remembers the show at this point because we've been gone for so long, but. We always kind of let people in, you know, behind the curtain. Uh, it's awkward with us right now. This is my first time seeing you on face. We're on FaceTime. First time seeing you in over a year. We yeah. have talked maybe twice in the last year. Yeah. Done a whole lot of talking on social media, which we'll get to. Yeah. Do you want to? I don't. I don't know how we get this the plane off the ground right now. I. I don't. I wasn't sure if this was going to happen until it actually happened. Uh, yeah. Do we have sponsors left? I, I, like, where are we right now, Sham? Well, if you remember our last show, which I I do because it was the last time I was truly happy. Um, we uh, we I mean I lit up Seat Geek because you know they were making us run this stupid twenty dollars off your ticket, whatever, in the middle of a pandemic. There wasn't even any fans, and they're out here telling me like just having me push their company for no reason, but. Happy to say that now, you know, things are kind of back to normal, more or less. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we're we on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on iHeartRadio. Um, yeah. Is, Seat Geek, we're at. is Seat Geek still with us? I don't, you dealt with them. I, I put they them, haven't I left blocked, us? I blocked the phone a long time ago when they called, because I, I, it wasn't when my call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we haven't done a podcast in like a year. Are we in any position to say no to them? Right. I don't even know if that promo code works. In fact, use promo code SHAM, S-H-A-M, for get, like, to get 20 bucks off your ticket. But honestly, it may end up being a SHAM because I'm not even sure if that works anymore. But go ahead and use it. And if it doesn't work, um, you can at SeatGeek. It's at S-E-A-T-G-I-K. <laughs> and then um, you can also hit up their customer support line, uh, customer support at SeatGeek.com. Uh, are we doing... The traditional uh, stuff we've done before. Are we doing what Sham drinking? We usually get the show. I'm I'm just kind of falling into our. Oh, up. Oh, he has a drink. Okay, I'll I'll step back. Go ahead. Yeah. 
So I, um, I've been really worried about gut health recently. Uh, so I got in my hands a, a an organic kombucha cherry lemonade um, sparkling fermented tea. Live probiotics and enzymes. Uh, that is a great um, segue. You know, I was trying to think how, again, how do we get this airplane off, off the ground? Because we haven't done this in a long, long time. Yeah. And, you know, letting everyone behind the curtain, there's obvious tension between Sham and I, real life and on the show. We've said a million times when we do the show together, we're basically married. This marriage is in a very rough place right now. Um, yeah. but, I, but swinging back to, to probiotics and gut health. Yeah. The first time we've spoken in a year was about a week ago. Yeah. Okay. And mm. I call Sham. And do you want to tell the audience what happened when I called you? Which is it's, well, it's super it's super sham like it's so sham. Okay, first of all, first of all, you know, contrary to popular belief, I actually do have a nine to five job. I don't have all the free time in the world to complain about Sham's absence and Sham not doing that, Sham not doing this, uh, like my counterpart here does. But Keith ended up calling me while I was trying to maximize the little time that I have to myself. Um, while on the John. Yeah. Um, I think that the text... It wasn't was, audible. I think the text was, hey, call you back, taking a dump. Yeah. I guess then that... So that was that was one thing. We haven't really talked that much because, again, we always go into it. You want to do the show on the phone and I'm always like, yeah. let's just wait and do the show. So we've been gone for a year I mean, the fan base has questions. People have, have been asking what's going on. What do you have to say to the fan base that, I mean, we're back, but we've been gone a year. We haven't done a show in over a calendar year, Sham. Well, I mean, heartfelt. Like, I just want to truly say that I'm sorry for having to carry this podcast for, like, years now. And I'm I'm sorry on behalf of my partner for not stepping up and making the time available for himself and for me, frankly, you know, this is my therapy too. And, um, you know, he, I, I don't know what, what's up with him. He's kind of gone to Portland and doing a bunch of big shot things over there. And I'm over here just like sitting behind the mic waiting, just waiting for somebody to hit play. And, um, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I've gone to other podcasts and I've said, uh, many things with other people, uh, but you know my part, my my PIC over here has been uh, conveniently absent uh, for for both you and me. Okay, so, so I'm so, sorry on behalf of Keith. Um, my back is hurting just from carrying the load, which I inevitably dumped while Keith had called. Okay, so you're gonna turn this around on me. So this is you're gonna take no responsibility. I'm gonna do a full 360, baby. So just to rehash, I went to Portland last summer. That was one yeah. of the first times, as I always do around the Fourth of July, to see my family. Yeah, uh, that was one of the first times that I was like, "Hey, Sham, are we doing shows anymore? Are we gonna do shows? Whatever." It was yes, I'm busy. It's always the same thing. It's I'm busy. I want to get to it. Yes, we can do it as he dips back in the chair. So some things have really not changed in a year. Way right away from the microphone, eating more of his cashews. 
So that was the first time you blew me off. I've reached yeah. out probably six, five or six times, concluding at Christmas time when I said, look, are we really going to not give people a Christmas show? You know, things that, that we become known for, Sam, over the almost five years we've been doing this show, right? Yeah. Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we had the same cast on for like three years at a time and in a row. Uh, yeah. Halloween shows, our birthday shows, 4th of July where you – Say you challenge a you know the the hot dog eating contest and then you say you'll yeah. eat such and such inevitably to lose terribly um, and fall incredibly short. Uh, the Christmas show we do best of stuff for Christmas show. People look forward to these things, Sham, and we haven't given them this in a long time. So I reached out at Christmas, probably my fifth yeah. or sixth attempt, and said, "Hey, I'm going to be on the West Coast for Christmas this year. I have a mic out there. We can do a show." And I was literally left hanging. Are you going to literally sit here and and say that this is not what actually occurred right now? No, that's actually what occurred, you know. But I just find it very convenient that when you want to do a show, I then have to drop everything and be available. And, you know, then if I don't, if I'm not available, it's me letting down the people. But when I want to do the show and I reach out to you, uh, Mr. Big Shot over here, uh, it doesn't have, you know, the time of day to even talk to me. And, you know, conveniently, he, he calls me while I'm taking a shit. And, like, you know, all I'm trying to do is just make everybody happy around me. I'm I'm a giver. I'm a man of the people. And, you know, that this is why I'm back on the mic. You know, I was fully prepared to hang up, hang up the microphone in my, uh, you know, in my closet and hang it from the rafters and kind of move on to hang bigger. Hang it from the rafters, he says. Hang it from the, I mean, I'm a legend, but... You know, just to just to come in, you know, be that legend who comes in, offers his opinion, and then leaves. You know, that's what I had fully intended to do across the the podcast sphere. Yes. But here I am. Uh, this is my MJ Wizards year. I'm back. We're here, season five, 2022. You know, uh, given the situation overseas, I'm not even sure how many podcasts we're going to be able to do. Right. But um, you know, just you know, I'm not here for Keith. Keith is not here for me. We're here for for you, the people. Uh, in because the, I know you guys spend your hard-earned dollars to buy iPhones and download the podcast app to listen to our soothing and sensual voices. Yes. Uh, during our time away, our fan base kind of – I mean, I, I feel like I don't want to be too harsh with them because we love them, but some a few of them kind of went off the deep end. Yeah. I, I got some messages, and I felt like, look, we got enough messages to add this to the show sheet to talk about. Conspiracy theories are all the thing in the world these days. I got a lot of conspiracy theories about why the show was gone, Sham. Yeah. I wanted to just kind of and again, you need to come toward the mic. They can't hear you if you're backed up. Sorry, I was burping. Um so I wanted to run through a couple of these conspiracy theories and get your two cents on them, right? Okay. Conspiracy theory number 1 that I got was that this entire year we've been off was yeah. just about us waiting for our season five renewal. There's some truth to that. The renewal did take longer. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the negotiations were tough. Well, to d- get don't back don't the mic. Sp- hold on. The second right. conspiracy theory was, and I'm doing conspiracy. They were a audio medium, but I'm doing air quotes with my fingers. The second okay. conspiracy theory was. 
somebody said, was this all because Sham asked for too much and negotiations took over a year? I wouldn't say it was me asking for too much. I think it was me asking for what I'm worth. And if that's too much in the eyes of some people around me, then so be it. But I have a right to ask for what I'm worth on the market. Um, I am a pillar of professionalism in radio in radio broadcasting. So, you know, it's really just about me getting what I deserve. And, you know, if you, if you look at the totality of our seasons and our two gods and a goose journey, I've really grown. You know, I'm the most improved, uh, you know, player of the year. I'm also the rookie of the year. I'm also the MVP. And Keith, you're the sixth man. Like you're like you're there. You you're willing to throw up the assist once in a while. Like you're you're there like like when I'm when I'm, you know, not on my game or I'm on the bench, like there's really no there's literally nobody else to turn to except for you. So moving forward, um, I'm also defensive player of the year against this show's productivity. So that that last part I will agree 100% on. Uh so I am like Hakeem uh Olajuwon it's amazing when it comes to radio yes it's amazing to uh have you say something that's accurate and then prove it and give the audience an example right then of yeah. you doing said thing that's why I'm I'm worth this much uh so I guess the fan base they're listening right now and and again you and I have individual things we need to work through and we'll work through that slowly yeah. as season five transpires yeah. But are we back for good now? Because we've done this before. We've been known to we've look, we've never disappeared for a year, but we've disappeared for an extended period of time. Yeah. Are we back for good now, Sham? Yeah, I mean I would say so. Um, you know, I'm I'm here. I've been renewed for an entire season. We're gonna ride it out and see where it goes. And if by the end of the season we're not where we wanna be. I can just leave. I'm on a one-year contract. I'm on that team option, you know. Oh, so you're so you're doing. Oh, so you're. This is a contract year for you, then. It's always a contract year for me. Okay, so I, I live every day of my life like it's a contract day. So if we're back, what can we prompt? I feel like we owe the fan base now some answers, which I feel like they've somewhat got from me, not so much from you, but yeah. What does? Season five of Two Gods and a Goose look like? I mean, are we are we going to do our our Fourth of July show? Are we going to do something big for Halloween? Are we going to do a Christmas show? Are we going to do, you know, are we going to be back? Are we actually back? What what can the fans look forward to, Sham? Well, I can uh, officially say that you can go and follow our official uh, Two Gods and a Goose Twitter at Two GG Pod, um, and on this Twitter we are going to post. Not only our shows, but we're going to kind of tease some stuff. We're going to run some polls. We're really going to try and get the people involved into our show because we're really only as good as the people around us, especially Keith. He has nothing to offer otherwise. So this new Twitter is, is going to be the, uh, the official Twitter of our show. And so anything that, you know, if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, you can direct it to that Twitter. And give them the Twitter the Twitter handle one more time. Two G G Pod, at Two G G Pod. Okay, so uh, I didn't really know how to get into content. I want to touch on on some current events. We'll get to that as we kind of do, um, you know, on normal shows. But I also we also have a year of sports, pop culture, all types of things that have happened, Sham. That I know the fan base wants to hear your thoughts on. So what I kind of thought of. 
um, would be to do a rapid fire one year recap. Now, this doesn't need to be like hashtag ask sham. You can go a little more in depth, but just let's let's. I'm just gonna throw some topics at you. Yeah. And can you give uh, can you give the fans and and give the audience, you know, your feelings on everything? We'll just touch a bunch of topics, pop culture, sports over the last year. Are you good with yeah. that? Yeah. All right, I'll get, let's do I'll, it. I'll get you some music. Okay, you hear that music? Are you fight? You're 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 ready? You you don't look very energized, man. Are you ready to to? This isn't Ask Sham. I'm supposed to. Are think you ready? But but this I still need you to burn down the microphone. Are you not? You, it's oh been yeah. A year. You don't yeah, want to yeah, burn yeah. down. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's talk about the past year. Okay, uh, Tom Brady retirement. Thank God. Seriously, I mean, it was just annoying with this guy. Everything is about him. He's cut from the same JJ Watt. Everything is about me. Life revolves around me. Cloth. Thank God he's gone. Now, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers has stepped into the limelight as the guy who has to have all the all the attention on him. But, you know, we can deal with that later. Um, and honestly, he's got no shot. The Atlanta Braves are baseball champions. Baseball champions. Congrats to the Atlanta Braves. Big fan of Atlanta. I was there over Christmas. Uh, fantastic city. Nothing is open on Sundays, you know, over there. Like, I, I like, walked around and like literally nothing is open. Um, anyway, so congrats to the Atlanta Braves. Um, hopefully you can go out and celebrate as long as it's not on a Sunday. And um, hopefully we can get some baseball season this year. They're in a lockout right now. I feel like every five years they're in a lockout. And even when they are playing, no one goes to their games anyway. So it's as if they're a lockout. Uh, Matthew Stafford is an NFL champion. Matthew Stafford, born and bred in the Honolulu blue and silver Matthew Stafford, number nine NBA champ, uh, or NFL champion, NBA champion next year. NFL champion Matthew Stafford brings the most meaningful title to the city of Los Angeles in the past five years. Um, just fantastic person. Got a little too turned on his uh, on his bus and his uh, championship parade thing. Yeah, little excited, but honestly, wouldn't we? I mean, if I won the Super Bowl, I would also be. Uh, slurring my words after an hour into the parade. So, congrats to him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. What does this guy actually do right? I mean, he's the MVP, but is he really? There were so many other people that were deserving. And what good is an MVP if you don't really win? You know? And he didn't He didn't win the Super Bowl. His team got bounced early. Like, what is he really good for? And now the attention's all on him now because Tom Brady's retired and Tom Brady's free agency last year was the uh, was the topic of discussion or the or I guess two years ago. Um, and now Aaron Rodgers is is in that limelight and he loves it. So any attention you give this dude, he's gonna eat it all up. That's why he's all about Joe Rogan and all about this anti-vaccination movement. It has nothing to do with the anti-vaccination. This dude takes a thousand pills every day to even play a football game. He doesn't give a shit what's in the in his in those pills why would he give a shit what's in the, in the like in a shot that is proven to work it's about attention and once you start to realize that you start to figure these dudes out uh simone biles what what happened with her uh the milwaukee bucks championship good for the bucks i feel like that was forever ago but good for the bucks Giannis finally wins a title um and i had i had posed this question to twitter um has there been anybody in NBA history who's improved in nearly every aspect of his game like Giannis has? That's rhetorical. Clay Thompson's return. Clay Thompson, oh, so fun. Finally, Steph Curry gets some help. That dude has been carrying just a team of G-leaguers for nearly two years. 
Uh, the addition of Clay Thompson, oh my gosh, and he looks like he hasn't missed a beat. He's looking really good. Love, 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 love the, the backcourt, healthy. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how that backcourt performs with the amount of youth around them. But I actually do like the Warriors right now as my favorite to come out of the West. Uh, what happened to Lewis Hamilton in Bahrain? Um, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Broadway shows. I haven't seen Hamilton yet. I'm not sure uh, who Bahrain is, but um, I'm sure they're fantastic. Um, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, another guy who's just all about the limelight. I understand and I respect the freedom of choice, but I have a problem when that reasoning isn't applied to everything else in life. So it's the same story as Aaron Rodgers. Um, and honestly, I, I, I think James Harden, in a way, dodged a bullet by getting himself out of there because Kevin Durant's been awesome, but he's been hurt. Kyrie Irving can only play half the time, but maybe he can play more of the time now that they've lifted the vaccine mandate or whatever but it's just a circus man and, and i just feel like you can't win when you have that much drama surrounding your team and so james harden i i, I truly do believe that the, that the 76ers will uh come out of the east uh britney spears hashtag free britney cade cunningham rookie of the year cade parker cunningham i'm not sure if that's the middle name but it sounded right uh cade cunningham been awesome i mean he's he's that 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 porsche that's parked in your in your foreclosed home tiger woods car crash sad but what about charlie woods phenom uh usc's hiring of the great lincoln riley not as important to me because all that's important to me is now college players can be getting some lincolns themselves right yeah, that's absolutely. fun that's important absolutely. that makes it so fun Agreed. I'm so glad that that is a thing now. And finally, the Winter Olympics. Very, very odd. I did catch one event. It was that uh, the one where they go down the 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 half pipe kind of thing and they launch themselves off of it. It's a high jump or whatever. High, whatever. I'm not sure what it is, but the high <laughs> jump or something. Uh, and in the background of their jump was China, Beijing, China. But it's the nuclear reactors just hilariously yeah. in the back and i'm like man first of all why did they decide to hold the winter olympics in a place that isn't even cold in the like does it doesn't naturally have snow around it um and second of all they like made those nuclear reactors part of the background they like you know they had spray painted beijing 2022 like, winter olympics on it uh it, it was just like such a dystopia that we live in now like what is that they should have had the olympics at your house man there's plenty of snow Two guys. some people What's have an iron lung some people have iron buttocks i have an iron stomach that was weird and you've never heard you know buns of oh i guess it's steel not iron buns of this is the two gods and a goose show all right so uh We'll get to some current stuff. We usually do that in the second segment. I wanted to uh, start this second segment by letting you know uh, when we started the show, you put your bare feet up on the camera. Yeah. I, of course, screenshotted that and posted it on Twitter. We will post it on our new uh, Twitter at 2GGPod. Uh, our friend Snotty Drippin said uh, he was blocking us because of your feet, obviously. So that's that's great. We're back. Uh, I mean, he can block me all he wants, but those feet, I mean, I'm, and I'm actually glad you didn't get the full foot. In the uh, in the picture, just a little teaser of my heel 
and my ankle, which honestly is more skin than I've showed in, in years. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you show the full food, that's like at least 50 bucks right there. Yeah, I think two got, feet, 125. I think we got plenty of feet. Uh, I wanted to touch on a couple of different topics. We usually do this at this time. Uh, you know, it's kind of going through, you know, what some current basketball, there's a couple of things we need to touch on, but I don't think we can start anywhere, man, because, and you, and I need to preface this with you always, we are both Detroit Piston fans, longtime Detroit Piston fans. You are a big name in the Detroit Pistons social media uh, community. Huge. Uh, um, you do all the podcasts, whatever. I love the team. Do I want to sit and talk about a team that's 14 and 77 in the last couple of years? No. With that information at hand, we're going to start with the Detroit Pistons here because since we've been gone, and this is really probably the biggest shame that we weren't, shame, shame, God, that we weren't around when the Detroit Pistons won the draft lottery, which means they put themselves in position to draft Cade Cunningham at number one, which they did, and now we're over a half a season in. This kid is incredible, Sham. We need to take a second, and and I'm opening up, opening it up to you. Go all in. This kid is incredible. Talk about Cade Cunningham. In my opinion, some of the greatest players who have ever played the game and some of the greatest players who are currently playing the game, Giannis, LeBron, Steph Curry, um, among others, right? They have one thing in common that I've noticed first year with Cade Cunningham that he also has that in common, and that's gravity. You can see when the when people play the Detroit Pistons, they don't give a rat's behind about the other four people on the court. All eyes are on Cade Cunningham because they know he can be dangerous in a myriad of ways. He can be dangerous. He can score the basketball from deep. We've seen him. You and I have both seen him hit deep threes. Uh, we've seen him hit off the catch threes. We've seen him uh, pull up threes. Uh, we've seen we've seen him get to the hoop. We've seen him uh, last night. We saw him dunk on somebody. That's the first time I've seen that. Um, and not to mention, those are all his, his scoring traits. What about all of the passing and getting his team involved and actually doing something with that gravity. Um, the one thing that, you know, some of the, the greater the greater offensive weapons in this league, what separates them from good versus great is, sure, all those guys are going to have gravity from an offensive perspective, but it's about what do you do with that gravity? You know, do you do you make your teammates better with all that all, all the people who have been sucked in to, to defend you, two, three, four defenders even, do you find that guy that's open? And Cade consistently has done that. You touched on a lot of it. I watch him, and, and it was very evident. You know, Scout said it when he was at Oklahoma State. He he was a pretty easy to figure out, like, oh, this kid's going to be special type thing. The one thing that, that people, that Scouts kind of harped on was the uh, athleticism. You know, he's not a he's not a jump out of the he's not LeBron James. He's not a But out. do you need to be? No, but listen, but but he can do literally everything. He can score in every single way. Uh his defense, you didn't talk about his defense. His defense uh, yeah, his true. defense already been good. His defensive upside is insane with the length. And uh he just does things at twenty years old that twenty year olds shouldn't be able to do. He and, plays like a vet. Like yeah. he, he plays like a dude who's been in the league for like a decade. And you can watch every game. You see him kind of figuring it out more almost by the game. Like th he's getting better by the game. And then you see the way that this team is using him. You know, and I've told people, I think this team, it, it reminds me a, a ton 
of the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker when they first started. They were the you know the worst team in the league record wise for for a season. They got Aiton. They started putting it together. You just got to get that one piece, and that one piece is Devin Booker. Is those type of guys, which Cade is. You can build from that. Then you have something. You know what I mean? But Cade, but Cade as a rookie is much better than Devin Booker was. Oh no question. I'm saying yeah. if Cade is this good now, what could he be? So it. I think the Rising Stars was a prime example of what Cade is. He literally does everything. He can score the basketball in 700 different ways. He has no weaknesses. He can hit the three, as you said earlier. He has a really underrated mid-range game. He has that throwback 90s mid-range thing that we see a lot with Devin Booker. He's um, Grant Hill. Yeah. Uh, you know, facilitating. He he can pass the ball. He can get other people good shots. He literally does, and then the defensive end, he literally does everything. And the moment is not too big for him, which is something we rarely see from 20-year-olds. Um, you know, and then speaking to the athleticism thing, I think he kind of masters and picks his spots to be almost fat. He has a first quick dribble. He can cross over. He, you know, he reminds me, I said this a million times, and basketball heads love this guy, but he reminds me a little bit of Brandon Roy, where you're like, you know, to speak to Kobe, no holes. He can do literally everything. So I thought the Rising Stars, to speak to your point, was a great example of what Cade is. And obviously he ran away with the MVP and people were like, wow, he's really good. So, um, yeah, so it's it's an exciting time to be a Piston fan. It's an exciting time because Cade is the truth. That's right. I want to touch on on trade deadline stuff. I wanted to to just touch i wrote down one thing because you you had mentioned and we can get into predictions and stuff in future shows but um as we get closer to playoffs we'll do a playoff um show and the whole thing Mm -hmm. but uh so you have golden state as the best team in the west right that's what you basically said as of march 2nd 2022 that's who i have now as we've seen throughout the season that can change in an instant um because before i mean before chris paul got hurt i had the phoenix suns up there just with the experience of being there, um, the the I'm I'm a strong believer in continuity with teams. I think good teams stay together, like the core of the team stays together. You like you can make some deals around the edges, but I think a, a team that got to the finals a year ago um, got a little bit better. All the young guys got better, learned how to play together, and now they're I, at least before the injury, I thought they were going to be the favorites coming out of the West. Yeah, so we always live in this world of predictions in a world where injuries are not you know take into account like because you said like you said anything can happen anytime if we you know if an injury pops up or whatever chris paul's injury is very unfortunate but i feel like it's at the right time for them if they had to have this happen he'll probably most likely be back before playoff time i don't know just my opinion again top five offense top five defense i don't know how anyone can watch the phoenix suns this year and think that they are not a step above everyone else so far, as we sit here in March, I've told people this team and, and we'll have, you know, one of our basketball guys, Mo or Nikias or one of those guys on the next episode, because I really want to get into this. They are one of the most enjoyable teams to watch for me in a decade plus. They they find great shots. They play the right way. They play they play hard all the time. The Phoenix, I liked them last year. They were kind of the Cinderella for everyone last year running taking down the lakers and and going through the run in the west which was exceptional they're so much better this year it helps obviously when you have a vet that people like to kind of pull for and chris paul 
a guy that a lot of people want to see, you know, get get a ring. Booker is as likable as possible. They're a team that is just genuinely so fun to watch. So I find it difficult to, if they're firing on all cylinders with health, that anyone can play. And and I'm all respect to Golden State because they're a you know that's a highlight film. Steph is we saw in the All Star game what he's done. Now his numbers on the year are down a little bit, but that's kind of nonsense to me. Steph is Steph, but the Phoenix Suns to me. If they're healthy, that's the team to beat, no question. But that's a big if, right? And the reason why I, I, I chose Golden State over them is exactly that. Golden State is getting healthy at the right time. Phoenix is not. And, you know, the number one Steph stopper, Chris Paul, is not going to be around for the rest of the season. And there's a chance he misses the first few rounds or maybe even more. And even when he does come back, is he going to come back, like, the same way that he was to start the season? Hard to say, especially at that age, right? So I, I I think given all the evidence that I have right now, as of March 2nd, 2022, I choose the Warriors. So we can debate it all all day long, but we're basically in, in agreement here that it's Golden State and Phoenix, right? Like that's, barring something, that's going to be the Western Conference Finals, right? Right now, as of March 2nd, 2022, those are my top two teams out of the West. Uh, the East is a little bit more fun. Yeah, so let, let's transition to the East and that we can kind of speak on the trade deadline too. And talk about kind of the deals. And I, I don't know where we start. I guess let's just start with the biggest star of all of them that moves to uh, Philly. Dragic. Oh. <laughs> James Harden moves to Philly. Uh, now they're teaming up with Embiid. The first couple games have been insane numbers they're putting up. They look completely dominant. I've heard people mention, you know, them along the lines of being, you know, some of the great one-two, one-two punches. They've looked exceptional as a small, very small sample size. Um, and then Ben Simmons, who is a guy that was just pretty much rotting on Philly's roster, they move him, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, to Brooklyn, and now they team up with a Brooklyn team that is most likely going to get Kevin Durant back. Kyrie Irving is kind of a question mark, but he's been mm-hmm. kind of question mark the whole year. Uh, do you? What do you think? I guess uh, uh, overall on the two on the on the trade. Uh, kind of give me your thoughts on 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 that. Just so I I actually thought this trade made both teams better in a way. Um, Brooklyn really needed some sort of defense and playmaking, especially when if Kyrie's not going to be available um, full time. Ben Simmons can step in and be that guy, um, and he's got enough size to really defend just about anybody. Um, so I think that was a good fit. And then also on the Philly side. Philly was really, really lacking some sort of scoring punch whenever Embiid came off, off the floor. And so Harden can be that guy who can kind of shoulder the load and provide enough offense to keep the team afloat um, during that period when Embiid is off or when, you know, when the when the shooters are off. Like when you need a bucket with a bench unit, Harden can come in and, and get that for you. Um, what, I, what I'm a little concerned about um, for Philly – is that they gave up a lot of their big man depth. You know, Andre Drummond, say what you want. We saw him for so many years in Detroit. He's a quality big man. He's a quality backup big man, especially. I thought he played pretty well in Philly. Um, And he got moved to Brooklyn now, which is good for him. I I think Brooklyn is a great fit for him as well. But now, and especially, you know, I I caught the few games with that, you know, last week when Harden made his debut with with Embiid and the, the, the game right after that too. And the one thing that I noticed is, when Embiid comes off, it is a conga line to the rim, man. Like these, I mean, Harden is no defensive stalwart, right? So these guards that he goes up against just 
waltz to the rim over and over and over again, and inevitably that team comes back um, and you know makes the game close. Then Embiid comes back in and things get normalized again, and Philadelphia takes the lead again. But I think it's really telling that they just don't have that depth behind Embiid. I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think that both teams hypothetically on paper got better. Ben Simmons was a dead contract. That that was dead. That wasn't going to go anywhere. So they had to do something. Yeah. They uh, gave up a lot to get Harden. I think they gave up, like you said, their depth. You look at both teams and you go on paper again, Harden and Embiid. Even in the few games we've looked, okay, that's that's as dynamic a one-two punch as you could potentially get. But then I'm like, okay, but the depth behind them. To speak to your point. The defense, the perimeter defense, it's it's not. And then Embiid has, you know, we're, we're playing with house money to an extent with his health because this guy, he's had issues in the past. So, and bigs yeah. in general, it could be an issue in the future. So where, where does that put them then? Because they drained all their depth. With Brooklyn, this even could be as dynamic as a situation as Philly if all the things work. Ben Simmons, we don't, we haven't seen him in over a year. The last time we saw him, he was shook. He couldn't. That's a big he, question he, mark. Yeah, so we don't know what Ben Simmons. We know it's pretty safe to say he's going to be a pretty good defender. He's a big out there who can run and run an offense and facilitate for guys. The shooting is not. It's still the same. Is not going to come out and be Reggie Miller. And then the mental element. We don't know how that plays into it. Brooklyn did get some depth, like you said, Drummond. That's a that's a big time. They were they were hurting in that position. They needed some a dude like that that can that can protect the rim, that can get rebounds. Seth Curry is mm-hmm. exceptional. People constantly underplay Seth Curry. Seth Curry is outstanding. That that part of this contract or part of this trade rather is a big part that I don't think a lot of people have talked about. But again, then you look at the top. Durant's been exceptional. He's had injury issues, and then Kyrie, you can't count on him because even with this ma- even with the mandate going away. They've now said, oh, but that doesn't apply. There's certain things that it doesn't work, so Kyrie can play. It's it's a mess. And then it's, it's, it's a situation where how does that locker room work? Because you're talking about a guy like Kyrie, his history. Kevin Durant, his history. The burners on Twitter. You know, now you add Ben Simmons to that locker room. And then you talk about a coach that's very young and Steve Nash. So yeah. there's upside with both both teams. But I think there's still a whole lot of questions with both teams and that kind of transition then to you go who comes out of the east and you go all right well there's the defending champions in milwaukee that a lot of those questions are not there so is it milwaukee still to lose or does this a brooklyn philly i don't want to you know clown and and forget about miami but they've dealt with injuries and and stuff like that but is it still Milwaukee's to lose, do you think, Sham? I just feel like Brooklyn and Philly have that edge. You know, if the game is close and the All-Stars on the court, I probably would take Brooklyn starting five or Philly starting five. Do you not think that's an upside, though? Because the starting five could, especially in Brooklyn's, in Brooklyn's case, that could be TBA. It could, it could be no Kyrie. So then you're talking about Ben Simmons and Durant, Seth Curry, and, you know, it, so it's, it's still kind of TBA on, we know what Milwaukee's going to be. And then... Also, the other thing is the defense. We know what Milwaukee's going to be on defense. Right. Are we conditioning ourselves to go back and fall to our pre-Milwaukee winning championship where we're like, look, in half court at the end of the game, Giannis can't get the easy bucket. Or, you know, like that was all kind of crushed in the Phoenix finals last year. Like that, Right. you know, do you think some but, of that's playing playing into this? 
But I also think both Brooklyn and Philly match up a little bit better with Giannis than Phoenix did. That's fair. You know, That's Phoenix fair. didn't have that guy, that big to check Giannis, to check him at the rim. And, uh, you know, if, if you make Giannis step out to the perimeter, now Giannis has to deal with potentially Ben Simmons defending him at the perimeter. Right. It's like these are very switchy teams that could defend all parts of the court. Um, and really where I see Milwaukee winning, if they win, who needs to step up is not necessarily Giannis because you know what you're going to get from Giannis, but you need the other guys to step up. You need Chris Middleton to step up. You need all the role players to Drew step up. Holiday. Start hitting yeah, yeah. Drew Holiday. You need right. like you need all those guys to step up. Whereas like if if Kyrie isn't playing a game, you still got Durant, Ben Simmons, like Seth Curry. Like you still got enough offensive firepower and defensive backbones to, to hang with them. I I just feel like the way it stands today. I think that offensive one-two punch of Philly or of of Harden and Embiid in Philly, I just don't know if you can beat it right now. Yeah. Well, look. But that's as of March second, twenty twenty-two. You're literally you know? labeled because you know I pinned you. You were the guy that that once upon a time said that LeBron and Anthony Davis, when they first got together, that that was going to be an eight seed or miss the. By ball, the so. way, I was right about that. Yeah. I was right. I wasn't right the first year, but I knew at some <laughs> you point mean the first the year when they won fall. a championship. You knew that, I, right? Whatever. I was a little bit off, but Ooh. but like. But I was right for the most part because what was the thing I said that the reason why they weren't going to make the playoffs? But, do you remember? It was but, because of depth. Right. And what do they not have right now? This is They're a little bit of a, this is a little bit of a different roster. Their issues right now don't have anything to do with LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Outside of Anthony Davis not being healthy, but I I, I applaud you for trying to double down on a horrid take. But this is we're getting into our favorite time of the year, your and I's favorite time of the year. Yep. We're, we got to talk to Nikias. We got to talk to um, some of our basketball guys. Mo, um, on future shows, we'll definitely break everything down as we get closer. We'll get some some predictions as we always do. Sham will be, you know, he'll say something like the Lakers, you know, like the Lakers who won the championship will miss the playoffs. That'll come again. Uh, I wanted to touch on one more sports thing before we move on and we get into Ash Sham uh, because. I feel like this, this again, is kind of like our lead topic here. There should be some excitement within our household, right? USC football goes out and hires Lincoln Riley. He is already in three or four months transform things. The Miami Hurricanes go out and hire Mario Cristobal. He's made things a whole lot differently down different down here. This is a time of real, I feel like, Sham genuine excite like legit excitement for both of us in our college football world yep. are you how are you feeling about your hire how what what is the what it what is your temperature because we haven't talked at all so like what's your temperature right now so back i mean let's kind of rewind it back like a little back when i was in college the miami hurricanes had hired al golden at the time Ugh. because i was fresh into school fresh like a freshly new fan I was like, yeah, this is the guy who's going to bring Miami back, right? This is the guy. This is the guy. You know, we sat through two or three seasons. We are like, oh, maybe he's not the guy. And then we get Manny Diaz. Or sorry, then we get Mark Richt. Mark Richt, oh, this is the guy. He's experienced in the SEC. He knows this like this landscape. He, know, he knows how to win. This is the guy. What happens? Same story. Manny Diaz is a guy born and raised in Miami. He knows how to win. He's been a part of the program. Defense has been awesome. Turnover chain, yeah. Same thing, same thing. I'm feeling like so I'm, I'm getting the guest here that, and we hadn't talked about this. That that you're not in the same same area that I'm in with this with this conversation. Are you just are you gonna I'm, call? Well, are you gonna call Mario Cristobal a fraud on this show right now? I'm not gonna call him a fraud yet because I want to see like what. Okay, 
I like what I see so far, but I also liked what I saw back when Manny Diaz took over. I liked what I saw when Al Golden took over. I think with any new change, positive or negative, people are going to get excited. Um, I, I, you know, I look at my Detroit Lions, right? When, when we fired Jim Caldwell and hired Matt Patricia, we were like, man, this is the Patriot way. This is the guy to take us to the moon, right? And people just got excited at the time because it was new. And that's kind of what's happening here. Right, but and this is this is fans feels, do that. This feels different. Like I'm not. I live in Miami, but like I'm, I'm aware of. The, I'm old enough to remember the history of the Miami Hurricanes being a dominant, you know, f you in your face football program. This feels yeah. Mario Cristobal is a proven entity. Like, but I will he tell is. you, and he's a good I've, recruiter. But I will tell you, and he's already made Jason Taylor. These guys that he's bringing on board. Th- this yep. is not what's been going on with Al Golden and the guys that have been in in, in the place, even with Manny Diaz. I will tell you though, locally, it's the same. It's similar vibes to what you're saying right now. And I think, I think, my personal opinion, you guys are being a little too pessimistic about this. I think this. You play in a conference with no other real good teams. Clemson once in a blue moon. Yeah. There and this is a this is a hotbed for recruiting down here. So, the guys that USC doesn't come down here and steal because we're going to take everybody at this point. But the people that we don't steal. I feel like this could be a really exciting situation. Like this could be really a rebirth of the Miami Hurricanes football. Maybe not dominant like you were before, but certainly not the eh, that you well, guys. Well, I mean, for the first time, let me just preface by saying, you know, I'm I'm excited about this, but I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Um, but to show how excited I am, I am going to be coming down to the Miami area this fall to attend uh, a Miami Hurricanes football game. So are we doing a and live? So are we going to do a live pod? That's the question. We can do a live pod okay. live from Hard Rock. Okay. Last time that we were at Hard Rock, I believe we were playing. Uh, I believe we played, we played beer pong. I believe last time was that what we were doing? Mm-hmm. I, I think. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exceptional. Maybe we'll have all your all your little college friends on with us, and and it will you know we'll make a whole podcast about it. Especially with it's you funny because I don't really remember that, which means we had a lot to yeah, do. Yeah, no, you were you were pretty <laughs> lit up, so that that could also yeah. give us great content on the show. Uh, I just will speak for a second on USC football and and people that have known me for a while. Um, our run, our our dominant run of dominance was a lot more recent than you guys. Um, I'm just telling everyone right now, like just just block me in advance. Because those of you that know me and the and and shout out to my Falcon, um, Atlanta Falcons, my chat because they all were my friends then. I'm going to be un- unbearable because we are about to cave everyone's head in again. You already see it in recruiting. We're taking everybody, anybody we want. We're taking them. Caleb Williams now is is a starting quarterback for USC. This is probably going to come out as the Heisman front runner. We play in a conference where the only team we have to beat is Oregon, which. They, you saw Mario Cristobal bolted once Lincoln Riley got to Los Angeles. So we're we're in a from west of the Mississippi. We're gonna get whoever, we, and we're gonna and they're already coming down here to Florida and getting guys in Florida. In advance, everyone just blocked me because I'm gonna be insufferable. I, I am not a, with USC football. I am not a I'm not a um, nice fan when it comes to USC football. So just in advance, because I'm not where Sham is. We are going to run over everyone again. It might take a it might take a year or two to get back. It might not even with Caleb Williams, but I'm telling you, Sham, right now, I am going to be insufferable, Sham. We there's going to be stuff on the on the show sheet for USC football. It will lead our shows. Blocked everyone. Just block me. Just block me in advance. In advance. You're going to be the craziest fan of an eight win team I've ever seen. Two guys.
goose. And a goose? Wait, uh, a goose? Is this right? This is the two gods and a goose show. Okay, so you were just doing Kegel exercises. I don't... Now he's grinding back and forth. This is wildly uncomfortable. Are you ready to do Ash Jam? Yeah. Uh, it's Ash Jam. It's my dad's favorite segment. You know my dad's upset with you too, man. Like, that's a whole other thing we got to get into. But are you ready? You haven't done this in a while. Are you ready to do Ash Jam? No, don't start... No, no, don't start doing that again. We, the grind... I don't need to see that. They're not for you. They're for your dad. Hit the intro. Yes, ma'am. It's time for Ask Sham. All right, question number one. Are you excited about Ben Affleck and J-Lo being back together, Sham? I'm more excited about single Alex Rodriguez. That dude broke up with his girlfriend and bought an NBA team. Go Timberwolves. Uh, Is Tom Brady really retired? He is really retired, and thank the Lord. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Uh, Sham, do you have an air fryer? I do. Uh, sadly, is Zion just thick Greg Oden? No, he's a thin Jason Maxiel. Uh, have you opened a TikTok account yet? I refuse to open that garbage. I, I refuse it. It's a big time waster. Serves no purpose in this society. And the NBA has yet to recover from last year's All-Star Game when they featured TikTok artists at halftime. Are you excited to watch The Batman? I don't watch movies about fake superheroes. I almost ended the show right there. How's your DJ career going, Sham? DJ career is going great. Follow DJ Blaze Beats on SoundCloud. Uh, Does Old School with Vince Vaughn and Luke Wilson still hold up, Sham? I honestly didn't even know Vince Vaughn was still making music. Uh, Are you really... Movies. Are you really back now? I am really back. I'm back. Uh, Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? Matt Stafford is not only a Hall of Famer, he is in the Ring of Honor for the Detroit Lions Best Quarterback that's ever been in the 313. Uh, is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? No. Is Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? If he's a Hall of Famer, put Pete Rose in, put Alex Rodriguez in, put David Ortiz in, because everybody can get in the Hall of Fame at that point. Uh, David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame now. In the year when we were gone, did my godson Finn ask about me at all? No. All right, that is uh, Season 5, Episode 1, Two Gods and a Goose Sham. We're back. Uh, How did you feel about the episode today? Only place to go is up from here.